Welcome to MedTech Africa, and I'm your host, Sam Oti. Today's episode, I have the honor to feature a good friend of mine. Her name is Gloria Kahamba. She is a deputy director at DTree International. And in case you don't know, DTree is one of the premier organizations innovating in the digital health space. They're doing a whole lot of great stuff out there in Tanzania. And Gloria will be telling us about some of their initiatives, including one that is called Afia Tech. Uh, and if you speak even a little Swahili, you might know that Afia means health. So literally, that project means health tech. So I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. Just sit back, relax and enjoy the conversation because it's going to be a great one. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the show. Hi, Gloria, and welcome to MedTech Africa. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, how are you doing today? Hey, Sam. Um, good to talk to you again after a long time. I'm doing very well. How are you? Not bad at all. You know, I was just thinking that it's been almost 10 years since, since I, I saw you because I remember, I mean, and for the, for the benefit of the audience, uh, Gloria and I met, uh, I think it was in 2013, uh, I was completing a visiting fellowship at UC Berkeley during my PhD. Uh, and Gloria, I believe you were doing your master's and we met, we met at the international house, I house, uh, right there on campus at, at Berkeley. And so there was this community of, of Africans, uh, who were in Berkeley at the time. And, uh, that's how we met. And, and now that I think about it, uh, I don't think I've seen you physically since then, even though we've, uh, you know, sort of been in touch, uh, over social media, et cetera, but, but really great. Uh, to catch up with you. I believe you're in Dar Salaam, isn't it? Yes, um, I'm in Dar. And yeah, just to say, I'm, I'm also really happy um, to, to speak to you again. It, it's been a long time and I was, you know, the, the, the world is so small. So, you know, really great to, to meet um, uh, over, you know, over work. And, and now here I am doing a podcast with you. Um, yeah, so I'm very, very excited. Um, I am in Dar. Great stuff. Great stuff. Really good to connect with you. So, so, I mean, let's start with the obvious. Who is Gloria Kahamba and what are you doing in the beautiful Dar es Salaam? Yeah, so um, let me start by saying the obvious as well. I, I am Tanzanian, or oh, it may not be that obvious, but <laughs> I am Tanzanian. Um, I grew up in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania, um, and uh, and so I'm very much of a city girl, um, so to say. And uh, as Sam mentioned, we did meet in the in the US um, when I was doing my masters there. Um, so I have had opportunities to um, study and live there, um, as well as the UK for a total of seven years. Um, uh, professionally, I'm a public health specialist. Um, I focused on infectious diseases and vaccinology and global health. In graduate school um, and in real life, ended up in digital health. So I'm also um, a digital health specialist. So um, right now I'm in Dar es Salaam. I work with DITRI. Um, immediately after I finished my, um, my, my master's, I came back home. That was in 2015. And, you know, I was very determined to return home and find work here. Um, and Dietrich was recommended to me by one of the advisors through the African Careers Network, um, who was also a Berkeley alumnus, um, by the way. Um, I had never heard of digital health, um, never heard of Dietrich before. 
but uh, my gut told me to check it out. So one visit to the Dietrich office and a few interviews later, and here we are. Wow, that is that is amazing. Welcome back to the continent. Well, this is a very belated welcome back. You've been back since 2015, uh, but also you've been quite loyal to, to the organization. So that speaks volumes of the kind of organization and the amazing work uh, that they are doing in the space of digital health. So um, as far as I know, uh, D-Tree has been innovating in, in digital health space for, for many years now. So could you run us quickly through a few of your flagship projects uh, in Tanzania? So, um, Dietrich, first, actually, let me um, start by, by, by saying, you know, um, again, so people can understand, um, we are a, a global health NGO, and our focus is really um, on bridging public health and technology. So, um, we use digital innovation to strengthen health um, systems um, uh, so that, you know, we can work towards our vision where everyone has um, access to high-quality healthcare. Um, and we take a systems approach. Um, so looking at things holistically and then working collaboratively with um, governments and partners in order to identify um, health challenges. And then we evaluate if um, technology is, um, is a suitable um, solution. And um, you know, like, you know, not all health problems need a technological intervention. So once we figure that out, we co-design, um, develop, and then implement uh, comprehensive digital um, health uh, solutions. So, um, some um, of the programs that we have currently, um, we have five. Um, one of our flagship um, program is called Yamini Afia, which is um, one of the first examples of a government-led um, digital community health system, which has uh, achieved national scale anywhere in the world. So through this program, we have been able to train and equip um, 2,300 community health workers across all 11 districts of Zanzibar. Um, and, and so that's like at a national level um, in terms of uh, Zanzibar. Um, and then um, Jamini Afia has also been incorporated into the Zanzibar national uh, policy through its inclusion in the Ministry of Health uh, National Community Health Strategy. So this is quite an achievement for us um, and the field in general. And we have received strong commitment uh, from the government of Zanzibar to institutionalize and sustain the system um, as part of the broader health uh, system. Um, so another program with a great potential uh, to transform our community health system is called Afiatech. Um, so this is also one of its kind, and it's really about reimagining the healthcare system and putting people at the center of care. So with, the, with this program, we aim to tackle the issue of fragmentation within the system um, and bringing the public and private sectors uh, together in a unified um, system. So we focus on people on the ground, looking at how and where people seek care, who provides care, what is the quality of um, care that they're receiving and, and whether that care meets their needs. So through AFIATEC, we are improving coordination across multiple points of health service delivery and multiple providers that people interact with um, by connecting those health providers through a digital solution. And um, we are collaborating with a Tanzanian organization called Apoteca, but we, you know, it's a consortium and we have several um, other partners. We also have another program focused on emergency referrals 
um, and dispatch centers for pregnant and postpartum women, and neonates working um, with Touch Foundation. Um, I should also say that um, you know when we approach uh, uh, you know the designing a system or um, system development, we really, as I said earlier, we first look at the challenge, but also you know um, in terms of developing the solution, we also um, look at what what does the program need or what does um, do the health providers need. So when we talk about let's say community health workers or facility health workers, um, so we need to look at what platform we are using as well. And um, for us, um, a platform we can say that I can say that we are really platform agnostic um, because you know we can choose to use open source or proprietary. Um, uh, platforms, um, depending on needs, as I said. Um, so we have used Mangologic, now that's called Things Prime in the past, we have used Comcare in the past and with our current programs, we are using um, OpenSRP and Medic, uh, Medic uh, Mobile. So we really look at, like, you know, what does the, the, the program need um, uh, and what is the kind of solution that we're trying to develop and what pl- platform can, uh, um, can accommodate that. Great stuff. And that is a very impressive roster of, of, of projects that you are implementing over there in uh, Tanzania. And I really like that uh, the emphasis is on user-centered design uh, and ensuring that the end users are at the heart of whatever it is uh, that you're developing in the digital health space. I think a lot of people tend to take that for, for granted. You have a brilliant idea and the first thing you want to do is to execute, right? And not necessarily thinking through uh, who is going to be using um, your product uh, in in real life. So uh, kudos to your team for for having that that focus and all the amazing things that you're doing. Um, but that's a lot. That's a whole lot. And I don't think we can go into each of them in any sufficient detail to do them justice. So why don't we focus on Afia Tech? Uh, tell us a bit um, uh, a bit more about it. How does it work, and what are the pain points uh, that you're trying to address through that program? In the Tanzanian primary healthcare system, particularly um, in rural areas, um, people receive healthcare services through community health workers or CHWs. Um, they also receive care, of course, at health facilities, and also um, through accredited drug dispensing units. We simply call them ADOs. These are you know, you can think of them as many versions of pharmacies. They are private drug shops that are approved uh, to sell some medications. Um, and in most rural areas, adults are closer to communities than health facilities. So when people feel sick, that's where they go to first, usually. And, you know, truth be told, when I have a headache, I don't run to the hospital, but, you know, I may go to the pharmacy first. So um, we can encourage people to seek care at health facilities, but we also need to face the reality and think about what's practical. Um, so pharmacies and adults play um, do play a key role in the healthcare system, but because they are private, are often um, excluded from the primary healthcare system. So ideally, these three provider groups, you know, CHWs, health facilities, adults, pharmacies, should be um, working um, in coordination because they have the same goal of providing healthcare services to the people. Again, looking at the people, you know, keeping them at the center. Um, however, um, there are still challenges with this system, um, including uncoordinated and incomplete referrals, um, suboptimal quality of care, complex health protocols, which can be difficult for health workers to follow. You know, some you are a medical doctor, so you can probably testify to that. Um, so, um, so attempts um, so far to make improvements 
have only addressed one level of care at a time. Um, you know, it could be like, okay, let's look at the health facility, let's look at CHWs. However, in order to make a true impact, we need to look at the system as a whole. So with funding from Botna Foundation, this is what we, we, you know, we have done with Afiatech. We have worked with our partners, Apoteca and others to design and build a primary healthcare system that acts together as one. So digitally linking communities with their healthcare providers across every point of contact. The system includes three applications for CHWs, adults, and health facilities, and also real-time dashboards to monitor data um, that is being collected. So, so we really um, we, we, we focus on data as well, and we advocate um, for the data that we collect um, to be used effectively to improve programs, but also to, to make informed decisions. Uh, so we have um, we develop real-time dashboards. Um, to, to, to help us do that, um, which we also do along with the district health management teams, um, uh, using that to make informed and timely decisions. The applications work offline, but of course, um, they do need internet connection to sync data so that the data can get to the server and the dashboard. Um, the scope for the program right now is for um, pregnant and postpartum women, children under five and adolescents. So um, these are the primary beneficiaries. However, um, when it comes to registration, so people being registered into the system, this is for all members of the household. So if you look at the system, you have registration um, for, for, the, for all the people that the CHW um, is visiting. Uh, very, very impressive to hear that you are taking uh, this systemic approach to, to tackling the fragmentation of the primary healthcare system. And, and that is something that we don't see uh, often enough. I think a lot of project-driven uh, interventions tend to be very siloed and verticalized. Uh, and so having uh, a system that is more integrated, uh, I would say horizontally integrated, and uh, tries to bring the different parts of, of that system in, in unison and in alignment, I think that is absolutely uh, necessary and absolutely crucial for the success of, of primary care interventions such as the one you are, you are talking about. Um, but obviously, uh, I think what it would be important for the audience would be to really understand how this works from a layman's perspective, for example. So let's say I am, you know, uh, a mother of two, um, my older kid has been coughing all evening. How will Afiatech help me? Um, so the CHW would visit a household, um, and 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 actually let's let's give the name to to that you know I mean, I know you said you are the mother of two but let's let's say Aisha instead you know, um, so so uh, the Aisha is the mother of two, um, and the CHW has visited a household um, you know to to see how the children are doing, um, so the first thing she would do is really register the family into the system. So register Aisha and her children, and if she has a husband, um, into, the, into the system. And so the, the system would recommend, um, so the CHW at that point is using her, her or his application, um, and, and the application would recommend um, the visits and the content based on the needs of Aisha and her children, um, which is important because then the CHW is able to provide personalized care. So um, we are looking at the child here. Um, the the, the AFIATEC system integrates decision support um, based on proven Ministry of Health protocols. So it would guide the, the CHW step by step during 
during that visit to ensure high quality of care. So then the CHW would screen um, that child for danger signs um, and then, um, you know, can advise uh, Aisha to take the child um, to the health facility based on symptoms and based on what the system would recommend. So, um, uh, you know, let's say the, 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 the child, you know, has a cough or whatever the, the danger sign um, is. So then the system would um, indicate that, okay, there is a danger sign here. You, this child needs to get to the facility quickly. Um, and then at that point, the system would also, you know, provide um, Aisha to, I'm sorry, um, pro, uh, guide um, the CHW to, to, um, cancel Aisha in terms of the importance of referrals and also important of getting to the health facility soon because you know like a health worker might tell you to go now but you know we as human beings we just like ah, I'll go later so she also provides that counseling so let's assume now um, Aisha you know so that the mother instead of taking the child to the health facility um, because the health facility may be a little farther, but the ADO, the drug shop is a little closer, so um, they go to the ADO instead. Um, so remember the ADO, they also have this application. So it's essentially they can pull up um, the information, so Aisha's and the child's information, they can also screen that child as well. So based on the symptoms, again, the dispenser will choose um, to give um, medication to the child, initiate a referral um, to a health facility, or do both. In this um, case, we would expect the adult to, to initiate a referral. So they can give like a, a painkiller or something, but we would, we would expect them to do that. So um, let's assume again, um, Aisha takes the child to the health, um, to, to the, uh, health facility. Um, there, again, the health worker has the application, um, and they, they would pull up, so the health worker would pull up um, um, the details, the referral details, and then would close the referral indicating that, you know, Aisha and the child has arrived. And then now the health worker will pro proceed to provide care according to the protocols at the health facility. Um, so that feedback is sent to the CHW that Aisha has been received. Um, and then the app would prompt the CHW to follow up with Aisha to confirm that the referral was really completed and also check whether she received the services that um, she needs. So um, with this example, you can see how the system supports health workers and seamlessly um, has uh, links together all the different points of contact to improve referral coordination and, and create that um, true continuum of, um, of care. Wow, that is that is absolutely brilliant because uh, it almost sounds, and correct me if I'm wrong, that this is the quintessential uh omni-channel experience for for Aisha and her and her child because it means that whether she decides to go to the ADO as you're calling them uh, and I think I hope I got the acronym right so that is uh, accredited drug dispenser outlet so ADO which is basically I guess a chemist or a small uh, mom and pop uh, pharmacy um, that uh, Aisha and her kid can get care there and her, her records will be pulled up in that facility or in that uh, uh, chemist. Uh, and then also in, if, in the event that she needs to get to, to a healthcare facility. I think that, that, is, that is how things should be done. So very, very impressive work uh, that you're doing. Um, so what are the numbers looking like in terms of the reach uh, that Afia Tech uh, has had? So the program started in 2019. We fully rolled out the system in two districts of Pwani region 
um, of Tanzania. Um, so Pwani region is uh, quite close to, to Dar es Salaam. Um, and, and so that when we roll out the system fully, that was in October 2020. So we did have some delays due to COVID-19, um, but so far we have been implementing um, with our partners for about a year and three months. So we trained about 500 users and now we have you know all this data on registrations, visits, referrals, so it's lots of data. And um, so far about 85% of the population in two districts um, has already been um, been registered into the system. So um, that, that's about 200, I mean 200,000, 210,000 right there. Um, that, that That's um, the, the registrations that we have so far. Um, and um, we are seeing referral completion rate of about 86 um, percent. So um, these data weren't available, you know, before um, before the system, or if they if it, they were available, it was very limited with the paper system. Um, you know how the paper documentation goes. So right now with the real-time dashboard, we can access um, this data and there, there is a lot, a lot more data. Um, Another achievement um, I would like to also say is also strengthening public-private partnerships because that was one of the um, one of our goal in this program. Um, you know, the drug shops, so the adults are now part of the system, and by linking together these service providers across, you know, the public and private sectors, we are building a powerful network of patient data, which then flows um, between these um, different points of contacts, and then it's supporting everyone. Um, and clients are also perceiving adults to be more professional with the digital tools, you know, when they go there and find like, oh, this, um, they're using this smartphone, this application. So they feel like they're actually giving them like better care. Um, and then um, the district health management teams and the Tanzania Pharmacy Council as well um, finds the, the program very valuable, not only to improve health services, but also to make sure that adults are abiding by the guidelines. So as I said, um, they, they usually receive limited training. Um, so even following the policies and guidelines, sometimes it's, it's, it's a bit of a challenge to follow up and make sure that they're following that. Um, so they are now, um, the, the government is now able to use um, the information from the program to evaluate adults' performance and evaluate whether they, they are compliant. So, like, you know, are, are they um, dispensing the medicines that they are supposed to be dispensing? And from this, we, we actually learned that, you know, at least seven adults um, were disqualified as a result of, um, of this, this follow-up. Another um, achievement, last but not least, um, that I, I, I do need to mention is also um, how the government sees the system right now. So um, we really, um, you know, we are, we're really happy that they, they see it as a potential system that could be integrated into a unified community health system here in Tanzania um, and links to uh, um, health facility systems. So um, for a long time, you know, in Tanzania, we didn't have like a national um, community health system. So now, um, you know, we are working with different partners to come up with a unified community health system. So um, we have um, started conducting capacity building activities with government officials from the ICT department so that they can understand the system. Um, and that's really um, great um, progress towards sustainability. You know, um, sustainability is also important. Great stuff there. Great stuff. And and uh, picking on your last point of scale up and sustainability, I think that is absolutely essential. So good to see that uh, you have that potential pathway uh, through the, uh, the government of Tanzania's uh, own community health uh, strategy and, and system. But I think also what really stands out about Afia Tech is that this is, you know, a public private sector collaboration that you're dealing with adults that are uh, by and large uh, privately owned. 
and you know sort of mainstreaming them into the public health uh, care system. And, and I think that is essentially uh, cr- uh, crucial if we want to achieve any semblance of, of universal health coverage, uh, especially in resource-constrained settings uh, such as Tanzania and, and for much, much of the continent. So kudos to your team for, for, for achieving all those great uh, milestones. Uh, but I'm sure there have been challenges, and I can already begin to think of a few. You know, I'm hoping to host a community health worker on this show, which will be a bit of a, a digression from, from the kind of guests I, I bring on, on the show in terms of in healthcare, digital health innovators. But I want to hear their perspective, you know, because a lot of times we see community health workers as a magic bullet of sorts, as, you know, the be all and end all of last mile care. So let me ask, how are you motivating the community health workers? Are you paying them? Is is the government paying them, for example? Yeah, great question, Sam. And I'm very happy to hear that you'll be hosting a CHW. I think that's a wonderful idea to, to hear their perspective as well. And definitely, you know, that, um, you know, having worked with CHWs in, in many of our programs, definitely that's one of the challenges um, that we come across. Um, be, because at the moment, CHWs are not like, you know, part of the government payrolls, so to say. So it's mostly been um, motivating them through um, different programs, so NGOs um, in different programs. So um, I think for us, it is something that we really had to think through (laughs) critically, just as, you know, we do with our programs and we learn, you know, from one program to another, how can we improve um, CHW motivation? And um, with one of our programs, you know, that we implemented um, years um, back, it was on family planning, we had incorporated a pay for performance system. So um, usually our, our form of motivation is usually via stipends and that's the one that the government um, recommends. And I'm really glad that the government now with the, um, with the new um, guidance on community, um, community-based health services, they are providing now guidance in terms of like even how CHW should be paid and, you know, stipends, thinking about like how much and how partners can come together to sort of like ensure you know, that, uh, that that is sort of like streamlined. Um, so so right now with Afiatech, um, we are um, giving them stipends. Um, so that stipend is in accordance with like, you know, recommendations. Um, and we use um, this uh, model, or I should say model system called pay for performance uh, system. So with the pay for performance system, essentially, we have um, sort of like targets, you know, whereby we, we, we have these cutoffs, like, for example, if uh, with registration, like when they were doing registration. So if you register this to this number of people, you'll get this amount of stipend. If you register this number, you'll get this amount. So so essentially, like, you know, it, it, it's um, a way of motivating them to keep working because then um, you can get, you know, to that maximum uh, maximum amount. Um, and then that's the same thing with visits. So um, depending on the number of visits that um, one does, then um, they get paid based um, based on that. However, I should say that the government, as I said, they, they have um, they, they have thought through more in terms of how to streamline CHW motivation. And one of the um, one of the things that they, they have now said should be done is that all um, organizations to should channel um, the CHW stipends to health facilities. So health facilities are the ones that oversee um, CHWs. So um, all of that essentially then is being channeled um, to health facilities, and then they are the ones. Um, 
who manage because they manage CHWs, then they would also manage their pay payments. So that is being rolled out because that policy, I think, just came out last year. So that is still being rolled out. And eventually, um, that's what we are going to also adopt um, in Afia Tech. Um, so that's um, for CHW motivation. And, and of course, motivation, we, we always continue to motivate. Yeah. So, so that doesn't stop. Um, um, and then part of motivation is also continuing hearing um, their frustrations, um, the challenges that, um, that, that they face. So even like after we implemented the program, we, we do um, regular follow-ups just to make sure that they are supported, um, you know, um, the, the feedback that we received from them, um, we are taking into consideration and, you know, we get back to them that, okay, this has been con incorporated or this has not been incorporated for what reasons. Um, so, uh, so motivation is really, um, really important. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great that the government of Tanzania has guidelines because uh, a lot of times uh, what happens is that all these different projects and programs, you know, they create incentives, they create different levels of incentives. Um, and then sometimes it becomes uh, unsustainable. Sometimes it, it even becomes uh, competitive because uh, or even creates some kind of perverse uh, incentive in a way that, that some individuals now try to game the system by collecting as much stipends as... <laughs> Uh, as as they can get, but I totally treasure the role of of community health workers, and I th I feel uh, they 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 are an essential part of of the uh, community uh, of of our public health systems. So thank you for sharing that. Um, wow. Uh, time has flown and I didn't even even realize you know what they say time uh, time flies when you're <laughs> when you're when you're having fun. So so let's move forward then. What next? For, for Afia Tech. What is your plan for scale-up uh, in the long run? Uh, I'm sure you've built in some evaluations that will help inform uh, your next uh, moves, but just give us some insights as to where uh, Afia Tech goes from here. So um, uh, at the moment, um, we are we continue implementing. As I said, we did have a short implementation um, period. Um, so we have this year to continuing um, to continue implementing and really showcase um, the, 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 the system. Um, but we also look at you know in terms of scaling, um, you know there are there are different um, uh, ways that we can think about it or we are thinking about. So we could expand um, the program scope. So as I said, right now the focus is on maternal, child, and adolescent health. But then because we have this um, foundation, the digital system and the workforce, um, we could expand you know to also include um, disease management management, maybe surveillance and health promotion messages. Um, you know, we could even con include COVID identification because, you know, the adults um, really do, um, or we, are, we have heard that they, they do a great job um, in, in COVID surveillance as well. Um, with government endorsement, um, you know, collaboration and alignment as well, um, you know, there is potential to scale across Tanzania. So we would think about first scaling to a whole region, so the whole Pwani region, and then to, to Tanzania with the government um, for strengthened health systems. I mean, also integrate with facility systems, as I mentioned, and also see this as a model that um, can be replicated to other regions. So not just Tanzania, but, you know, when you think of low resource settings, um, you know, um, we can look at the, the, the model um, and the partnership model, um, strong government engagement, but also the human centered design approach and all the lessons we have learned and really see how that could be adapted um, into a different um, setting. Um, we're also thinking of um, conducting a random 
randomized control trial so that we can really um, measure, effectively measure um, the impact, um, you know, even before scaling. Um, so, so yeah, so those are some of the, the, the things in terms of scaling that we are doing right now. Um, so uh, again, we are we continue working closely with the government um, to get their buy-in um, and also get recommendations on how to improve the system. Um, so continue to monitor the users as well. Um, we also plan for um, refresher trainings. As you know, refresher trainings are very important. You know, since that training, you do realize that people need um, need that, like to be reminded and also motivation that that that, that comes in, in there as well. Um, and we continue applying for more funding. Um, so we do welcome donors whose interests resonate um, with Afiatech uh, to support. Well, there you have it, folks, and uh, I hope some donors are out there listening. This is uh, amazing work that Dietrich is doing through the Afia Tech program and through uh, a whole lot of other uh, digital health-related initiatives uh, out there in, in Tanzania. And I think uh, what you said about continuous improvement uh, and evaluation and doing even building in rigorous evaluation to demonstrate uh, that uh, this model works, I think that would be absolutely essential for making a case for its scale up, uh, not just in Tanzania, but possibly across the East African and maybe African African region. Well, Gloria, it's been absolutely amazing having you uh, on the show and learning about just one fragment of the amazing things that you're doing out there uh, in, in D3. Thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast. Uh, and please, let's let's keep in touch. Um, I would like to thank you so much. You know, um, it was really wonderful to participate in the podcast and be able to share about um, about our work and uh, about Afiatech. Um, and I do encourage people to um, learn more ab about our programs and about Afiatech through our website. Um, I can also share that with with some. We also have a website about um, Afiatech um, that you can um, you can check out. Um, we also have social media accounts. So um, you know, we, we we also have offices. You know, in Tanzania, Malawi. Zambia and US. So when you are here in one of those countries, feel free to drop by um, and you know you can learn more about our work. So thank you very much, Sam. You're very, very welcome. Uh, all your details, uh, all the details of D3 and Afia Tech uh, will be posted in the show notes. So thank you once again for joining us, Gloria. Uh, and to all our listeners out there, have a very good one and take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's episode enjoyable and insightful. If you have any thoughts on this episode or recommendations of African health tech innovators that you'd like me to host on the show, please reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, Twitter, or email by the links in this episode's show notes. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to MedTech Africa on your preferred podcast app. And if you have a moment, please leave us a great review because it really helps other people to find the show. Thanks again. I'm your host, Sam Oti, and I'll speak to you in our next episode.